0: Yeah, I mean, do they even contribute? You know what I mean? Welcome to episode number 33 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and my co-hosts are Dee and Lenore. Tonight, we're talking about project planning with our analog tools. But first, let's talk about what we're drinking and writing with. Dee, what's up? Um, well, nothing is up actually,
1: but I am drinking some H2O. So, it is still incredibly hot here where I am, so, water it is. Um, I'm writing with a case, or pen and gear, um, Philippines brand pencil, um, on a pen and gear legal pad. And I'm actually quite surprised at the quality of this made in philippines casemate i'm just going to call it that because that's just what it is in my brain um i'm going to be doing a review about it but it's not as garbage as the round barreled made in philippines pencils so it's interesting it's not as dark and smooth as the made in india pencils you can find at walmart but it's it's usable so that's what i'm using what about you nor no,
0: I'll be interested in seeing if that is consistent from pen to pen or pencil to pencil to pencil, because I've had some of them made in Philippines that were good and then some that were absolute garbage.
1: Yeah, I mean, since they're so cheap, I was like kind of thinking about that. And if I get a bad batch, just send them to my enemies <laughs> <laughs> or, like, or like leave them in public places for people to use them because the average user is not going to really care. Like,
2: Hmm. it it works. Yeah.
1: Um, And the eraser actually is really good.
2: Hmm. That's always one of the things when you're dealing with things at the low end of the price range. One of the things that you cut to get down there is quality control, right? So you can have some that are really good. And if you just happen to look up the first time you buy them, you're like, wow, these are really great
1: beyond their price point. But sometimes it goes the other way. Well, and what, what's interesting to me, too, is the font on the side where it says, like, number two slash HB is the exact same as the India-made pencils. Hmm. When I hold them side by side, the only difference is um, the Indian pencils are true neon, where, like like, to the naked eye, like, without a comparison to another pencil, these look neon or, like, brightly colored. But when you hold them next to the India versions, they are not. They're just bland.
2: You got to check them under the UV light, Dee.
1: I, mean, I should carry one around in my bag. You should, like I do. Um, so, yeah, we were trying to, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to determine what kind of wood um, is used to make these because it's not a uh, jelly tong or however you say that. Um, so, less suggested ash wood based on my description. So, I don't know. I'm surprised. I thought they were gar- going to be garbage. So there's that. Hmm. I'm
2: looking forward to the review.
1: Yes. Absolutely. It should be out. It will be out. It should, by the time this episode comes out. So. But that's it for me. Lenore, what about you? I'm having
2: stroke waffles and lemon water, which is a good combination. And I'm not sitting sweltering in the heat because I'm in my office and it's actually pretty temperate in here today. Um, and I pulled something out of the drawer. I'm writing with this. I think it's a Soviet area, era, um, constructor pencil. And of course I'm, I'm piecing that together from my tangential knowledge of the, uh, Cyrillic alphabet because it's printed in, you know, like Cyrillic block letters here um and it's just a really light pencil it doesn't have an eraser on it's labeled M68 and it i don't know it writes it writes like you know probably number 2 ish and um it's nice the wood has no smell at all and it's lighter than cedar so i don't know what it is cuz it's not fuzzy um you know, it was, a, it was an eBay lot I picked up ages and ages ago, and I don't think I ever spent much time with them, so I'm giving it a try today. And I'm writing on my Baron Fig Mastermind, which I just love. I love it. The paper's so good.
0: How about you, Les? So I just finished watching season four of Bosch on Amazon, which if I know that I talked about season three when I finished that, it's so good. What a good series. Um, everything that's on screen has some sort of meaning. It's just layered and, and loaded with interesting eye candy. So if anyone is interested, they, and you, if you enjoy sort of police procedurals and and murder mysteries, Bosch is fabulous. That sounds exhausting. No, in a good way though. In a good way. Okay. Um, and then I've been listening to the Take Note podcast. Uh, it's two dudes, Ted Walker and Adam Webb. Uh, you guys might know Adam Webb from the Field Butts group. Um, he's one of the admins. And so these, the premise behind the podcast is two dudes sit down and have a conversation about what they wrote in their pocket notebooks that week. It's, huh. It's a right. It's a weird premise. Cool. It's a, it's pre- and it ends up being pretty cool. Like every conversation is a little tangential. Sometimes there's a lot of humor. It's definitely weird. Like it's a weird thing to sit down with like two guys who are obviously good friends and listen to them talk about, so what did you write in your notebook this week? Um, It's no
2: weirder than the guy that collects lists, right?
0: Yeah. Right. Like it's, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, weird as an age of weird. It's, it's, I'm saying weird like as in weird fun like I like it so anyway plus their Twitter is hilarious they have a really good sense of humor about themselves and they basically joke around about the fact that there are no facts in their podcast and they anyway they they're hilarious everyone should listen to their podcast you know it's not new they've been around I think they're like almost at 30 episodes so everyone should uh, take a look at that. I'm writing in my podcasting Vanguard, and I'm using a Curios pencil. I've got a review coming out on those I'm not sure when. Sometime soon. And uh, so hopefully um, people enjoy that. I like the pencil. Obviously the um, review is gonna be positive. Um, let's see. That's that's it for me. What's exciting for you guys? Is there any new stationary stuff that we should be discussing? D. Um... Well, stationary related, um, back to school has
1: started in my local stores. Yes. Oh, yes. And, you know, I'm torn because like when I went to school, back to school shopping happened two weeks before school started in September. Right. Yes. Or yeah.
2: later than that, maybe. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> maybe so, closer to when school started than um, two weeks. But what I'm pleased at is, and I I don't go to Walmart frequently, I've lately been trying to avoid Walmart physically, like they have actually a really cool app now, you can order stuff online and just pull up and they bring it to you. Um, Because the Walmarts around me are just no, leave it at that. But um, I went into one, and I'm really pleased with how they've set up their back to school stuff. It's really kind of like, to me evolved over the past couple years, because I, as someone who worked in big box retail almost a decade ago, it used to just be kind of haphazard. Like, where now Walmart has, and Target does it too, like stuff comes in cardboard boxes, they rip open the box, stuff is ready to sell. Yeah. So there's no like peg hooks, there's no. Oh, right. It stays very organized for the most part. Um, and I like that the price points are right on the box that the item is in. So, my store, I mean, they might have just put it out, but it was perfect. It was pristine. Like, everything was where it needed to be. All the shelves were full. Um, so it allows you to quickly go through everything. So I'm really excited about the back-to-school season, because who wouldn't be? Um, and the pencil selection, as always, is mediocre. They do have some new stuff. The I have to get them. I actually saw them on our Facebook group, the Erasable group, actually, Someone posted those pencils. It was like a three-pack or a four-pack of the cactus pencils. They're like, I'm guessing made in India or Philippines. I don't know Uh, the cactus pencils. Yeah, they're like, they're Penning Gear brand, but they're just printed with cute little cactuses. Oh, okay. They're, okay. Yeah. So I'd like to get those. Um, But also I picked up um, Made in India Penning Gear. Uh, They're kind of like gold foil pencils with like stars and and stuff on them. And I thought it was like a wrap, you know, like just wrapped pencils, but it's actually painted. So it's two layers of paint. Um, so it has this little tactile feel. So the stars are raised ever so slightly. Um, and they write just like neon casemates do. So I'm pleased with that. Um, and of course they have all those little boxes and, um, containers that I buy way too many of and then don't know what to do with them. Um, so that's cool. Also, let's talk about the Baron fig mouse pad. Um, sure. Let's focus. Well, Cause that's the new newest for me in my universe stationary thing. Um, when I got the email, it was a hard pass. I, you know, like I just, I don't get it but I also don't use a desktop computer other than recording this podcast. So I don't use a mouse. I use a mouse maybe twice a month. So maybe there is a need for that. Maybe it's aesthetics. Maybe it looks good. Um, I don't know. I, di- I just don't get it. Maybe I'm just a curmudgeon. I don't know. What about you two?
0: Um, well, I'd certainly use a desktop computer more often than you do. And I think if I if I had a set office at work, I would consider getting the mouse pad only be for like aesthetic reasons. Like I think that having a nice desk set up at work is useful. Whereas my desk setup at home is a Jesus. It's awful. I mean, my, <laughs> my, my desk is a pit. Like I literally come, I come home and I empty stuff onto my, like my pockets onto my desk and I've got garbage and, and you know, my desk needs to be cleaned. But to me, like for my home office, a mouse pad is not part of the aesthetic and you know like i've used mouse pads and i i get it like it's a tactile thing Mm -hmm. but you know i don't know not not a huge fan no
2: yeah it's not something i find necessary i haven't used a mouse pad in 10 years probably 20
1: what what i would really like to see from baron fig that is mouse pad-esque but not even a mouse pad is, you know, they're like planner, like, I don't know what, I forget what they're called, but like the weekly planner thing. I think you have it, Lenore. Uh, or like, they're, they're notepads, they're desktop notepads. that sit on your desk. Oh, 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 uh, the,
2: yeah, there's a mastermind week pad. Is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes. Yeah, it's so, like a strip for the week. Yeah, but it has a teeny tiny little space for Saturday, Sunday. So, you, you know, if you're one of yeah. those weekend planner people,
1: yeah. you'd need
2: to have a whole separate. So
1: a modification of that, H-Z. but a actual leather, like you ever, I mean, not so much now, but like a desktop calendar usually yeah. has like a, usually it's like rubbery plastic, um, thing that there's two little corners that you can tuck the edges into. Like, yeah, that yeah, yeah. would be cool. Like a leather quote unquote case for that. Um, just so it doesn't get wrinkly and whatever that to me would be semi-useful. I still wouldn't buy it cause I don't use a desk, but yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to crap on someone's awesome idea, but I just, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is one of the things that I won't get. And this time I think I really won't get it cause there's a lot of things that they come out with that I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to get that. And then I just am like, yeah, okay, I'm going to get it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this time I really don't think I will because and actually even if they had a case for the mastermind, you know, like, a, a, you know, corners tucked in kind of thing for the mastermind. I don't even think I would get that because of how I use it at my desktop. I'm, um, you know, like I need to be able to pull my keyboard on top of it and type or push it Ah. away or, you know, it would make it thicker. And mm-hmm. part of the thing I really love about the mastermind is it's big enough to work on, but it also, the edges are not so high that it creates this kind of different zone on my desk. I see. The way that, um, the way that like a legal pad or something does. Mm-hmm. And I really like on the mastermind the I use it in the landscape orientation and I had some landscape orientation, um, tablets, you know, like legal pad type tablets, but but letter size. And I like those a lot, but they still have the thick, the one thick edge and the cardboard back. And this doesn't have really even a cardboard back because it doesn't need one because you're leaving it sitting on your desk. Correct. Right. So the mastermind is, I mean, I know that it's not, again, it's not for everybody. Right. But I would actually, if I was going to use a mouse pad, I would just use my mastermind as a mouse pad and then write on it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree. Um, aren't there some companies that make something like that? That's basically like a giant sticky note mouse pad. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: I've
2: seen those. I haven't cared enough to buy one. Um, D I can't find these cactus pencils and I'm really disappointed. Well, Dave,
1: Dave, sir. Oh, okay. Them, if you want to. search. Oh, me.
2: okay. Yeah. I'll look on the, okay. I'll check that out.
1: So, um,
2: I've I've missed a lot the last couple of
0: weeks. Ah. So, what about you? What's exciting, Lenore?
2: Oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed by any everything, everything. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> like the back to school thing is freaking me out a little bit because that means I'm going to be going back to school. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, I never considered that. See, I'm not going back to school in the fall. Yeah, I'm like, oh crap, school is
2: going to start. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I don't know. There's not I what do I have that's exciting? Um, Yeah, that's it. I'm behind on everything. I just I can't get excited right now without freaking out. That's fair. Yeah. Sorry. That's OK. So I'm um, also behind on my podcasts, like really behind. So I have not gotten to listen to, uh, to what you're about to talk about there, Les
0: yeah so I was just gonna ask if you'd listen to episode one hundred of Erasable. I, I did not get to oh, I'm yeah. so behind so uh, I listened to most of it live while they dealt with all of their technical issues. It was a great show. If anyone's interested, they're also doing some um branded Baron fig confidants, so it's yeah, yeah it's going to be a bright yellow confidant with a red foil erasable logo. <sighs> I was in on that as soon as I got my paycheck. Um, tell yeah. me it's not closed. Is it still open? It's still open. Oh good. I um, think you said August first, right? I don't remember. I wasn't paying attention to that. So because she was already in, she didn't. Need yeah, to. <laughs> I I was like, all right, bye. Take my money. <laughs> um. So, yeah, there's that. Um I'm still going strong on my 100 days project. Um I've had to take a couple of days off here and there because work has been um chaotic. We had some real bad, well, not really bad stuff, just uh how do I say this and be kind? difficult. We'll say we'll have we had some difficult stuff I can't happen at work. So, um I, on days where it's really difficult, I don't do my 100 days project, and then I double up. So I took a couple of days off this week, and yeah. that. But it's it's been really interesting drawing someone different almost every day. Yeah. Um, and then I've got a bunch of new posts on my blog. I've been trying to do my two posts per week, and I've been doing really well with that. I sat down and I did four more posts this weekend. So I've got posts going out until I think the beginning of August. So, um, I'm happy with that. And I'm
2: also behind on blogs.
0: Yeah. Well, I've been Every trying routine. to post them. So, um, I, the back to school stuff, I don't know if you guys, so one of the really neat things about back to school season is that some of the, uh, companies, the big companies that do private label stuff, um, put them out during back-to-school season. So Staples has all kinds of new private label pens that they didn't have before. So they've got a knockoff of the Inkjoy gel, and they've got a knockoff of the Statler Tri Plus pens.
2: When you say... When you say private label, you mean putting the Staples label on an existing yep. product?
0: Yep. Oh, okay. So basically what they what Staples does and every other like retailer when they do private label items is they go to the original company and they say um or they find the original equipment manufacturer and they say we want you to make this for us what's um what how can we work out a deal? Um We did it for the big company that I worked for in the past. Like, we used to sell um private label ice cream in pints with flavors very similar to Ben & Jerry's. And what was interesting about it was that it was actually made by Ben & Jerry's. But the deal was that they put, like, I think it was like 10% fewer things inside of it. So, like, say, like, you had a hundred pieces of peanut butter cups in your peanut butter cup ice cream with Ben and Jerry's, then in the same serving with our ice cream, you would get 90 pieces. Okay, can I
2: just say, I think I would have liked that better with most of the Ben and Jerry's flavors.
0: <laughs> well, most people don't. Most people want want the additional Bits and pieces. But anyway, but like so anyway, so Staples is doing that now, and so they have a knockoff of the Ink Joy, which is probably made by Paper Mate. You know, I mean, we can't promise that. It could be made by another company. Um, and they also have the Tri Plus, which I did not pick up a package of those, but that's going to be one of the next things that I do purchase for review, just to see what they're like. Um, so deep discounts at Staples are out already. The uh, back-to-school shopping is ready to go at Staples. Um, a thing that I've been finding really interesting that, um, is exciting for me is that you can follow hashtags now on Instagram. So, um, instead of just following people, you like, say you want to subscribe to a hashtag like stationary or, um, pencils or pens or fountain pens or planners, and you don't have to follow an additional person, which keeps me at my 666 number easily, um, versus having to subscribe to another person. I can just get all of that stationary goodness by following a hashtag. Anyway, that's actually
1: really cool. Um, I haven't been on Instagram in a bit. I need to get better with that because I have quite a bit of followers, but, um, I always like that.
2: You had quite a bit of followers.
1: Yeah. I don't even know anymore. I was and approaching like, a thousand she post anymore. So. Right. Yeah. But no, the hashtag thing is actually really cool because a lot of times, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to follow too many people, but like being able to follow pencils or, I don't know, stationary addict or whatever the phrase would really help that. So thanks for letting me know, Les. That's really cool.
0: Well, I can't promise it's there for everyone at this point. I know that it popped up on my Instagram, so it might be something that they're rolling out depending on, you know what update you've got or who wow. you are. I don't know. I just found it and I was like, that's really cool. So I started following hashtags. I'm really digging it. I have 816 followers. I'm not far just... behind you. I just bumped up to 700 and I had 704 and then I did one of my hundred days projects and I lost a couple of people again.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you don't
0: really need that. <sighs> I've lost 90 people on YouTube since I started doing the live casts of my, um, hundred days project. Oh man. Yeah. People really are not a fan of my hundred days project. So
1: I just, I don't, I don't get that. I mean, like I follow people that post like stationary stuff that may have different views than me, but if they're just posting stationary stuff, that's one thing. But with yours, it's like, you're like going out and like, this person is I don't know if I could say dickhead um yeah that's know, fun and painting it it's just hard to remove like for me I don't know like I'm not that serious like if someone painted a picture of Obama I and said he was a dickhead I would enjoy the art and maybe not get so uptight about the, the commentary that's just me I don't know I don't know if things bother me like that but I guess if you lose that many people then maybe they shouldn't be there to begin with
0: Well, I have toned down my commentary since Uh, I I lost a bunch of the people. But I I don't think that my commentary was that political. I was more talking about, like, here's what this person did. And that makes them a dickhead in my eyes. And now I'm going to make them... I'm going to paint a picture of them that makes them look evil. Which isn't hard because they are evil. Or they're doing evil things. And to be fair, like, most of the people that I'm painting... Are, have done legitimately creepy and grotesque things. Um, so, I wanted to move into our main topic. What I really want to discuss with you two is how we use our analog tools to plan out projects. Things like this podcast, things around the house, writing, etc. You see, I've got this issue. With the exception of my work and book bibles, anytime I create a notebook for planning a specific project, my mind just shuts down. With a book or work, it's easy. I know that I'm gathering information for that thing. But when it comes to other projects, my mind just goes blank. I have this idea for another podcast. I've been noodling out ideas and just sort of thinking about it. And then I'll write down a little note in my regular everyday carry pocket notebook. And a couple weeks ago, I thought, it's time to create a new podcast book. As soon as I set it up and opened it to a blank page, all my ideas went poof, gone. (laughs) <laughs> so I put away the notebook. It was a barren fig computer world data valley, by the way. And then I opened up my everyday pocket notebook and there were my ideas again. It's a very strange thing. And I don't usually suffer from fear of the white page. Like to me, it's a notebook. It's a piece of paper. But when I create a specific notebook for project planning that is larger than a pocket notebook, the ideas just seem to disappear. So... Um, I guess the the first question I want to start with is, do, do you two create notebooks for specific purposes and how do you use them? Either one um, of you do that or I do. Okay. Tell me about it.
1: Um, so for me, I don't have, I mean, for you less, I think you, you do a lot more than I that rewind. You do a lot more things that require notebooks. Um, you know, you're, you do art stuff, you do some writing, your job involves certain planning on the personal side, you know, just like scheduling or whatever, you know, but for me, I use notebooks more, um, to plan out house stuff. So for example, I have a field notes notebook where at the beginning of every month, even though a lot of it's the same, I write down bills, I write down, you know, what comes in kind of like a mini checkbook without like checking account, if that makes sense, like a checks and balances. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I can do is just take that field notes book out and be like, okay, so like next week is when I could make this purchase or next week is when I can do this thing. And lately, because my finances have been, you know, tough, um, it's been really, really helpful to get a picture of where everything's going. Cause when you're kind of in the midst of like, Oh God, like I don't have money for this you're like, where did it go? You know what I mean? So I use one for finances. Um, and then I use one as, I guess you'd call it like a journal, but not really. Um, it's like a therapy planner. So I go to therapy every week and I'm the type of client that goes in there with a mission every time. Like, like I I got 50 minutes, so I'm going to make use of it. So I use a, a burn fig, um, flagship notebook. And one page is notes about the session I had just had. And then the opposite page is questions that came up and also things that I didn't get to address. So I kind of use that to stay super organized because a lot of times you walk out of the room and you completely forget what just happened. So um, that's been really useful for me to plan out my agenda um, when it comes to talk therapy. And then the third notebook I use uh, regularly is for my blog. So I have like a, a running list of stuff that I want to review or stuff I want to talk about. And then like I'll, I'll devote like one page. Like, So for example, I'm, I'm reviewing the Made in Philippines, you know, case made, whatever. So I'll, I'll devote one page to that. And as the week goes on, I jot down little notes. So say I'm using it in something like, I don't know, the, the graphite's a little scratchy. Like I'll make a note of that. So this way, when I type up my blog entry, I have like a running list of little bullet points that I want to go over. Because again, I have very bad memory. Um, and a lot of times I just, I forget even, I mean, you guys can attest, I forget how to upload the, the podcast to the blog. So um, it's really helpful for me. So those are the three ways.
0: Well, I do, see, I kind of use my pocket notebook as a brain dump on a regular basis so like I do that sort of if I've got a blog post that I'm planning out like right now I'm working on doing a review of the um, Monteverde refills for the Baron Fig Squire I'm also working on doing a blog post about how my planner setup or my pocket notebook has changed over... over since the last time I did a post. So, like, I've got the same thing. In the back of that notebook, I've got a a page for the Monteverde refill. I've got a page for the planner pocket notebook setup. Um, So, I've got those little random notes about the things that I'm reviewing as well. Uh, What's that noise in the background? Sorry. I was fixing
1: my headphones. They were tangled.
0: Okay. Um, So, yeah, I just... I do the same thing, but when it comes to, like, a specific planning book, I it fails me. What about you, Lenore?
2: You know, um, when, when you first posted this topic, I was thinking how it's really recent for me that I've started doing um, notebooks for specific topics and just, you know, kind of having a... Um, a little stack, you know, not a not a large number, but a little stack of thin notebooks for different projects. But actually, as I was sitting here today thinking about this while you guys were just talking, um, I've actually been doing that for a long time because I remember that um, back when I was in grad school and post I had, you know, had a notebook for projects that, you know, I was I'm, I'm multi crafty and, you know, rarely finish anything. So I would keep notes about the things I was working on and I had a recipe development notebook for a while that was just a comp book, but I would just, you know, I would just write in there and I wasn't worried about whether I finished it or not or whether I always used the same, um, the same writing implements. You know, I didn't have to have the ink matching all the time. I could write in it with whatever I had. And then I actually still have, um, A comp book from when I moved to my first tenure track job when I got out of my postdoc and it was like all my stuff about the move. So I had all of the like the phone numbers of all the utilities and I wrote down the addresses of all of the apartments I was looking for and you know kept notes on the apartments that I looked at because I was apartment hunting by myself without my at the time husband. And, um, and then actually when we moved, Um, I, in that same notebook I had, uh, I, I had kept markers around and I numbered all of my, all of the boxes, every box had a number and I had a list of just some of the stuff, you know, kind of the main things, what was in that box. So all of the boxes were numbered and I was the only one who was allowed to tape a box shut because I would look in it and I would write down and I would number it and then I would tape it shut. And, um, and that was really huge because, Um, My ex-husband and I were like we put all of our stuff on a truck and sent it across the country to be unloaded in our absence because we were driving south to visit friends before we went out there and we had some stuff in the car and some stuff on the truck and we were going to be in an apartment for a few months but looking for a house and so we weren't unpacking everything. So it was really critical, actually, to have that because I would never have known where anything was. And we packed things up in such a way that we could kind of like first we packed up what we would need in the apartment and then we packed up everything else. So, you know, so I've actually done this for a while and I kind of forgot about it for a couple of decades and stopped doing it. And it's been really nice I don't get the frozen thing because I keep these notebooks with me. So when I have an idea, that's the notebook I try to pull out and throw some stuff into, and I'm not worried about keeping them neat. And so, for example, right now, um, I have one um, one of yours less, actually, that's the taller format. It's maybe, um, you know, maybe uh, eight and a half by 4 notebook.
0: Oh, yeah, the traveler's size.
2: Yeah, that um, – that I've got for planning a talk, uh, two talks that I'm giving next month at a conference. So I've just got kind of notes jotted down in there on different pages and I'm probably not going to use the whole thing and that's fine because it's skinny and I don't have to, so it's not intimidating, but it does give me enough room on a page to really explore something without, you know, like it's, it's enough bigger than the pocket notebook to be good for that. And then I've got a confidant sized one that I'm using for my course redesign this summer. And I, you know, I went through and wrote down, like uh, flipped through two sets of pages and labeled them with the eight units so that if I have thoughts about like what something I need to put in a later unit, I can throw it in there. If I'm editing videos, I can, you know, I have enough space to write down all of the stuff I need to edit or, um, you know, or, or cut or what the video is currently named and how I need to change the name of it. And, you know so it's been really nice having those with enough space in them to have it all in one place i mean that's that's how i'm doing it right now and then i've got my regular kind of brain dump little pocket notebook and um one that i keep prompts for writing questions for exams in and things like that oh and when i go to a conference especially when i go to a professional development event or a teaching and learning conference something like that i always um, grab a new, usually confidence, confident sized notebook to take to that unless I've got one that I'm only a few pages into. Um, I'll grab one just so that I can kind of make notes in there.
0: See, I used to do all of that. I used to carry like a notebook for every project on me. And then I realized I was carrying, you know, at one point I had six field notes in my bag. And I kind of trained myself to whittle whittle that down to only carrying one at a time. Um, And I think I've, I I don't know, maybe I've created a mental block for myself against using more than one notebook at a time, if that makes sense. And maybe I just need to get over it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like I, I do, I like, I think maybe I can, uh, train myself to still use my pocket notebook as a brain dump location for my ideas, but also to then copy that over to the specific notebook for that project.
1: I have a question sure. for you, less. So like when you used to do it a different way, were you more busy or less busy or was it the same?
0: Well, my work was really different back then, if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. um, my current job is very chaotic. Um, I still, like, I know more now at my current, like, with my current boss because things are set up in advance. Like, I know on Monday if I'm going to be running groups all week long and what groups I'm going to be running. It's still, there's still some flexibility built into it. Uh, But I don't necessarily know which clients I'm going to be seeing at the program versus like my clients, my outpatient clients. I know which clients I'll be seeing then. Um, So it's a different sort of busy, whereas my old job was like I knew every day that I had specific tasks that I needed to do and it didn't matter. Like I was creating those tasks. I was my own boss in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it completely does. So oftentimes, like, like, when I in that job, like I had my work Bible, but then like my other notebooks were for personal projects or for specific work projects. Um, And I don't have specific work projects right now. Like I have like a one composition notebook where I kind of like, write up ideas for running groups. Like, I'm I've been doing like a planner group where we talk about bullet journaling, and creating manageable lists using smart goals and things like that. So like, I'll have like a page where I write about like, okay, what are the things that I want to cover in that group? And what are the goals that clients meet in that group? Mm -hmm. Uh, What's that a coping strategy for what uh, mental health issues? Are you covering in that group? And it's like, that works for anxiety, it helps for depression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's not necessarily like something, I don't know. It's, it's less.
1: Well, also a question too, like, do you, so obviously when you, when you see people one-on-one, you know, there's a certain degree of notes that you have to have about each session. Are those just on the computer? Like,
0: as opposed to handwriting? Oh, I wish they were done on the computer. Um, it, this is a constant source of frustration where I work. There are not enough computers for clinicians. Ah. We do not do any of our notes on the computer, which is actually, um, like best practice is using that sort of clinical software. We're talking about yeah. getting there. Um, but right now, the progress notes that I use for my work are very basic. It's like, um, what was their mental status? And then what are, what's an overview of the stuff that was discussed? Like, did we discuss depression symptoms? Did we distress, discuss anxiety symptoms? Did the client report this as helpful? That sort of thing. And what are, and then there's a very, there's like one line for plans for next session. Yeah. It's, and it's one page. Yeah. Um whereas if you do it on the computer it's uh god the the other location where I I interned at had everything done on the computer it was so much nicer.
1: Yeah, so there's no notebook use involved there. I guess maybe one would use a notebook if they were maybe in private practice or something.
0: Um Well, even then you would that. if if you're in private practice you're probably so ethically You want as few notes as possible from session in case you get subpoenaed. You really only want, you don't want to talk, you don't want anything written down about what was actually talked about in session other than an overview of depression symptoms, anxiety symptoms, coping strategies. Uh, We use CBT, we use DBT. It was a Rogerian session. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you don't, you do not keep detailed notes about sessions, and sometimes clients get really upset about that. But it's actually for the protection. It's for their protection because I can get subpoenaed by DCF or their parole officer or probation officer, and they don't want what they talked about in session. Like, oh, they, they joked about homicide. And, you know, there's a difference between joking about homicidal okay. ideation because yeah. we all get a little stabby sometimes. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I'm actually going to turn around and cut someone. But Correct. if you were to write down something, you don't necessarily get their tone of voice. So anyway, but that that's I digress. Like that's that's beside the point. But, yeah, I don't I even if I were in private practice, I would not keep a detailed journal about each client. Yeah. And that just opens it up for so many legal issues. Um but like I guess what I'm more talking about is like the I was sitting down and I was thinking about this this new podcast that I want to um I want to start. And as soon like I I know like how we did this podcast, right? Like we had some plans. We, we talked about how we wanted it to be set up. And I was like thinking about all of those things. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know how I want it to be set up. Like it was just sort of like weird. Uh, Cause my mind went completely blank about it. And so I thought it would be a good thing for us to talk about. Cause I think, I wonder if that happens with other people. And maybe this is like an option for some of our listeners to come back and, have some ideas or maybe it's a discussion post for the group um, to talk about how they set things up. Maybe it's a Q and a type thing.
1: Yeah. And and you made me just kind of think of something about setting things up. Um, I don't use it now because I don't, I'm not in school anymore, but when I have to do like a project or like something like a podcast, which would involve like a lot of planning, um, I'm more abstract. So like I use like, you know, notebooks, obviously, but I do, like, mind mapping um, to kind of, like, because I'm a very visual person. So, like, I would have the central – so let's use a podcast, for example. So it would be, like, RSVP in the middle circle. And then, like, branching out from there, have all the things that I think that this podcast should address or, you know, deal with or cut to. And then go to subtopics and, like, you know, episode ideas and stuff like that, future directions, that kind of stuff. Um, so a lot of my planning used to be that way in notebooks. So I'd have like full spreads of like, so I could look at one page and see an entire kind of mind concept.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do similar things to that, except I don't, well, I mind map too. I shouldn't say I don't because I do mind map. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. That was weird. Um, so, but yeah, so anyway, I, like, I do mind mapping. Um, but I haven't done it for this particular project. And maybe I need to sit down and do a mind map and kind of, um, just brain dump about all of the things that I'm considering for this project. Because what I don't want to have happen is, like, my coffee podcast that I, that I did. So, I don't I don't know if either of you ever listened to that. I did. Okay. One episode. Yeah. I liked your intro
1: cuz like didn't you play like a sound clip of like roasting?
0: I did. No, I played a sound clip of a um coffee shop. I went in and recorded my local coffee oh, shop. Yes. That's what and was that thinking. was a sound clip. Um but what so what I don't want to have happen is that this topic that I'm doing what I the issue that I came with, out with with Art Brew was that there's no way to talk about coffee without sounding like an utter douchebag. Like, you just just can't talk about the complexities of of roasting coffee or brewing coffee without sounding like pompous, hipster douchebag. And I didn't think that was going to be a problem. I didn't really think about that. And, like, I was four episodes in, I was like, dude, I just sound like an ass. Oh, crap, I'm going to have to bleep that what was that at 46 really?
1: really though The
0: um, ass is not bad okay well i'll consider not bleeping it but like you know and like so this new podcast that i'm thinking about doing like i don't want to fall into that trap of recording it and getting three episodes in and realizing i sound like an idiot or this is like this is really pompous and i sound really arrogant um so i Yeah, I don't want to fall into that trap again, and I don't want to do like another podcast with like like you know it's like the new every new stationary blog post is like, hi I've got a new stationary blog three posts in and then you know you wait six months and it's like (laughs) sorry I haven't posted in forever (laughs) and welcome back here's my like here's what I've been doing I've been so busy and then you wait another six months. yeah, yeah, totally. And, and, you know, and yeah. that happens a lot. Like, there, I can't tell you how many podcasts I've listened to that get 12, 13 episodes in. Then they announce, we're going to do something a little different. This This host is dropping out. And mm-hmm. now we're going to change this. And then it lasts another three episodes and the magic's gone. And they lost all their listeners because half the listeners were there for that host. And then, you know, they just never were able to build it back. So... Yeah, I don't I don't want to fall into that with this new project. And yet well, at the same time, like I have this burning like thought of like, I really want to create this thing. Well, I think
1: as an outside observer, who's not as prolific when it comes to creating like you, I don't, I don't know how you do it less like, I'm in awe sometimes of how you're able to work a full time job, do your art stuff, do this podcast write stuff like I just I don't know maybe I fill my days with like useless activities like staring at the tv for 10 hours I don't know Les
2: is definitely a more effective person than I am
1: yeah um so maybe there's two things at play here maybe there's the and again I'll probably sound like a cliche douchebag but the psychology side of things um being too hard on yourself and then the other side is just like yeah like anything new like your coffee podcast I listened to one episode but like I thought it was fine but then again I was new to the whole idea of coffee roasting and coffee and I think with any like niche community you're gonna have two sides you're gonna have like the oh man this person's just like this hipster that like is preaching to me about this topic or you're gonna have the people that really know about the topic and they're gonna come at you from the opposite side of like how could you say this? You're
0: totally wrong. You're, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I, there is a podcast that um, is now defunct that I you, listen to regularly, but I had such a hard time with it because oftentimes the information that they presented was not totally wrong, but there would be like the, an issue with what they were talking about. And I like, it, I would go into a rage fit about it be like, why did they say that? Um, yeah. So yeah, I get that.
1: Yeah, no. And it's like, it's, it's tricky. Like I've listened to podcasts, not about stationary or coffee, just like gaming stuff where I've appreciated when the hosts have said, Hey, we're doing a podcast about this thing. But just so you know, we don't work in the industry. We're not professionals and we're talking about this as fans. And then that little disclaimer kind of like helps when they do have inaccurate information. Um, just cause like, you know, you're not holding them to the high standard that, you know, if you have a podcast about something, you should know what you're talking about kind of thing.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that might be something for me to think about in terms of this new podcast, this project that I'm thinking about, is that I'm not an expert in what I'm planning on talking about and making that as a disclaimer. Yeah. I mean, loosely, like, without giving away, because I don't want to talk about it as if it's going to happen because I can't guarantee it's going to happen. Like, I want, part of my plan is that, I want people to go on this journey with me as I delve into this thing. Okay. Um, and so that's really what I want the podcast to be about versus me presenting as an expert.
1: Yeah. So almost like, um, like many moons ago, I thought of doing a vlog about um, board games and specifically getting a new board game, opening it up, and then filming myself learning how to play the game.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah.
1: So the crowd that would be watching me would, it wouldn't be like me saying, okay, here's this new game. This is how you play it. More like, Hey, we're going to sit here and see me set up the game and look up this rule that I don't know about and stuff like that. Like I, I never did it cause time, but you know.
0: Yeah. That would actually be really interesting to watch.
1: Yeah. No, I'm just like, like the opposite of you i have no like like i'll get drive for like a day like yeah i'm gonna do this thing and then like forget it i jump (laughs) around i I jump around a lot to different things because i like the thrill of the 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 chase so like i'll get into this new idea and like i'll stick with it until it doesn't become fun and new anymore and then i'll move on to something else um Hmm. like i'm like this is silly but i'm surprised i'm even married because I'm just so, like, chasing after that new thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that. Like you ever get into, like, I don't know, when I first got into pencils, I spent probably two or three months obsessively researching them and buying them and collecting them and using them. And now I just am, um, I like them, but I'm
0: not as passionate. I think that's the general track of every collector or user of pencils or or like anything that you find that's new and exciting you have that track of i'm going to obsessively research i'm going to research this thing until i've learned all of the things about it and then you kind of taper off as you you become more comfortable and you understand what things are about i don't know does that make sense no totally because then you move to a
1: different like an upper echelon of the hobby Like, now, because I have the blog that I've had for almost three years, and I've written about a lot of things, and I review things, I'm not just, like, the fan person anymore. I'm kind of, like, not an expert either. I would never call myself that about pencils or stationery. But people do look to me for my opinion now, just like they do for, you know, anyone that has a blog.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Any any other thoughts about this Lenore or D?
2: I'm still kind of expanding into this and I one of the things that has helped me do it is actually having notebooks on hand. So, yeah. you know, I I thought I was a user not a collector, but then I didn't get through things very fast and so I kind of tipped over into becoming Still not a collector because I wasn't trying to use that to you know, I wasn't trying to collect them permanently. Um, but an accumulator, I guess. Like I had so many. And then I would be kind of paralyzed by picking out which one because you know, be like, oh, I need to grab a notebook for this, and then I would open them up and I was sort of paralyzed by choice, you know? Mm, Yeah. Oh, I totally know. Yeah. So then I'd just be like, it's a notebook just grab a notebook and do your thing. <laughs>
1: you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean,
2: was, you know, it's hard for me, but, um, having, having enough stuff on hand to do it did make that easier for me.
1: Yeah. Like I get it. Like, but the, the choice, I have so many notebooks. I've made something made by you I I field notes. I have Baron fig and I am very much the, okay, I'm starting a new notebook it has to match, like, the theme has to match, you know, what I'm writing about kind of thing. And, like, I get caught up in, in that, like you, Lenore. Right. Um, like, I had to. It was a no-brainer. The confidant I used for my therapy notes, it is the um, lock notebook. Cause, well, oh, I'm, nice. I'm <laughs> not. I mean, you know, but, but yeah, now I'm just, less. I have so many of your notebooks that they're in a stack, and I've just been using yours. I just grab one off the top. Like, I don't, I'm not, like, I need green for finances. You know what I mean? Like it's just silly.
0: Yeah. No. You know, like when I started making my own, that made a huge difference in my just being able to grab a notebook. Um, like I, I'm actually planning on later today. I'm I've I'm almost finished with my current po- pocket notebook, and I'm gonna do a Facebook Live video. Um, maybe I shouldn't talk about this, or I should say, you know. Two weeks ago, I did a Facebook Live video of my setting up my next notebook, Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to do that through the RSVP group. But um, yeah, like, I can just grab something now and not worry about, like, oh, should I use the two rivers? Should I use a word latitude Um, I also slap stickers all over the front of my notebooks. I write on on the covers now, too. Like, I don't worry about the aesthetic of the outside of the notebook. That, in and of itself, is an entire podcast episode, I think. Yeah. Don't you think, like, being able to talk about, like, just, like, all of the ways we use and how our use has changed over time? Yeah, like... Because I'm a big, and I will
1: do this one day, but, like, that whole idea of choice, it's mm. like, I hate to talk about him, but, like, Mark Zuckerberg wears the same outfit all the time. So did yeah. Steve Jobs. I want to get to that point, because that removes so much extra stuff out of your life.
0: Well, we've talked about the fact that I have basically what I call my work uniform, right? Like, yes. I yeah. have I have five pairs of the same chinos. I have yeah. five of the same shirts the five golf shirts and they're different everything's different colors because clients think you're a weirdo if you come in wearing the same thing every day and yeah. and and you know i switched up and all of the chinos match the colors of the golf shirts so i can switch them up and it doesn't look like i don't know how to dress myself because it does it takes away all of that like choice you don't have to think about it you just grab it put it on and go
1: yes and that's how i am with my notebooks now and it's freed up so much mental energy and same thing with my pencils now i actually have a box of sharpened ready-to-go pencils and i just random unless like unless like a new black wing comes out or something i just randomly grab another pencil i don't think about it anymore i don't say well I need to use this one for this project. I just grab and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that's huge. As long, as long as it's a soft dark pencil, I don't stress out about it anymore. I just grab one, like you guys. Like I, I'm not like, oh, I have to use this certain pencil. I have to use a certain pen. Like, no, just whatever's there. Yes, it's it's so liberating. Absolutely. I think we should do an entire podcast on that um upcoming. I agree. Um
1: episode planner. We will add it to it. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I just like
0: my mind sort of went off on that. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's a great topic and if we but if we started in on it now, we'd be here for another hour and unfortunately, I don't have another hour to talk. I wish yeah. I did um next time absolutely so um why don't i think we've uh tapped out on this topic um why don't i move into the follow-up and saying goodbye for now sounds good all right so what i want to do right now is just take a moment and thank everyone um, who's been to the Facebook group and interacting and just being overwhelmingly wonderful people. Um, it's just been really nice to get so much support from everyone and watching the group grow. We've gotten a bunch of new members and being able to just have... It'd be really nice. I like that. And the conversations are great. So I just want to thank everyone who continues to support us and has joined the Facebook group or interacts with us online. It's just fabulous. Um, if you have a chance and you haven't reviewed us yet on iTunes, I want to, I can't actually see the reviews. I know that sometimes, um, well, I can see the reviews that people have written, but I can't just see the starred reviews. Um, so, I don't know who's been reviewing us on iTunes, but thank you so much. We went from 17 to like 23 or 24 um, starred ratings, and I love it. Thank you for giving us ratings on iTunes or anywhere else you've been rating us. It's super helpful to get more people listening to the podcast. So, you haven't done so yet, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to us. Review us. Rate us. if Share links to the podcast on Twitter and Facebook, wherever you are on social media. Um, tell other people about us because that helps us grow. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. Um, plus, do- thanks for being there as a little
2: haven for me on the internet.
0: Mm, yeah, really, like I was talking, um, who was I talking to about this? I don't remember who it was, but really the only reason that I'm still on Facebook is sharing funny political memes and the RSVP and um other stationary groups I'm a member of. Otherwise yeah. I just don't do Facebook much anymore. Um I'm I'm other places. i prefer Twitter or Instagram um over Facebook any day of the week. So that being said, I am gonna do that live cast but <laughs> uh-huh. or have done. Have done as of this recording being out put out live. Um so anyway, you can find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find me less at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at comfortableshoesstudio, Instagram and Twitter at original lc Harper. d. Where can the peoples find you? You can find me
1: at theweeklypencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at theweeklypencil. Lenore,
2: and I'm mostly on Facebook, but I am gonna really try over the next couple weeks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, there are, there's these things called apps that you're supposed to put on your phone, apparently. But <laughs> the other things, I gotta do this. I gotta look into this. The kids today are doing it, but I'm gonna try and start being on Instagram and Twitter more often. But it's hard. It's hard to do new stuff, you know.
0: I think you'll like Instagram. It's very visual.
2: Yeah, I got to I I literally could not figure out how to put a picture from my computer or from my from my phone onto it. Like it was seemed like really stupid that it was not intuitive enough for me to be able to do that. But there, I just got to go back to
0: There's a button in the app. Uh, there
2: should be a button and I couldn't yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Well, I mean, I think I got the button and I couldn't make it work, but that was months ago. I'm going to try it again you know I'm gonna try it I'm gonna try to do better
0: okay all right so um thank you two I have enjoyed our little chat and I think I've gotten some clarity on my project notebooks so that's a bonus thank you for talking this through with me well thank you for being here thank you thank you both I love you (laughs) bye